I'm Ryan. This is You're Not Watching That, the podcast where I'm finally catching up with all those films I should have seen, but my parentes wouldn't let me. And we have visuals. Uh, we've made it to episode 16 of the pod, and this week we're back with a man. The last time we saw him was schmoozing what seemed to be an underage lass in the 60s and having the time of his life. Uh, it's the Swazzy Man, the Limber Pat, or just, just plain old Patrick Swayze. Uh, he's the cooler in the double deuces. Trying to sort shit out for the main man, Frank Tillman. Yes, it's time for Roadhouse. And uh, a man who's I don't, been once described before as uh, Roadhouse in, in Grimsby, whilst uh, I don't know what the situation was. It's Dan Fudge. How's it going? You all right? Yeah, how do you feel about being visual? It's weird, isn't it? It's weird. I feel like I'm surrounded by a lot of colour. That's why I had to wear a black T-shirt, just to calm it down a little bit. Yeah, this is zoomed in on me more than it normally ever does. So you can still see, if anyone's listening before, the blue thing behind. But we'll try and do more visuals. Um, imagine we'll laugh about this one day when we're sat in Hollywood with that weird Scottish bloke who's uh, always on Lorraine talking about rumours. Um, so, yeah, we're going to try and keep this to a neat 45 because we do appreciate people watching the visuals of uh, my quiffage or your Turkish work for much longer than that. We'll uh, potentially have uh, you know, had enough. So, yeah, for those of you who have been uh, listening for one pod or a few, this is what's been yapping at you for ages. Uh, Dan, do you think it, your voice suits the face? I don't think it does. I think uh, I, I don't think people are expecting this this game show curly hair that I've got. Oh, you, oh, you're right. The, you know the turkey, turkey teeth. Yeah, no, I've had this thing for years when I've I've tried to draw you draw people, and they might say draw yourself. I was fine drawing me easy even before the glasses because big eyebrows. Uh, even for a beard, it's even easier with a beard. You just do crazy fucking hair, this and that. And um, when we made you on FIFA through the years, you're nearly impossible to make because you're just man head. Whereas mine always worked really well, didn't it? Yeah, just just generic man. That's me. Just press randomize. I'm first one. They are. That's me done. But a good man, all the same. Um, so in in a sentence, anything this week that stands out in terms of life as being uh, uh, Daniel uh, Howard Fudge? I always like to pick a random middle name. I can remember. <laughs> I uh, I've not done much this week. My energy levels have been on their ass, and I can't remember. I can't work out if I've been ill, or uh, or I've just been hungover from the weekend that we referenced last week. So I'm just trying to I'm just trying to get back into the swing of things now. I've just I've just had the Mondayest of Mondays. So uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. I'll probably think of something because time goes on. But you and my man, you and I managed to pop for a pint. We did. Uh, we did that classic thing where we met with a other mate who's from uh, Uddersfield and uh, another lad from the south. And it always happens where it's like, is it what I said? It's like the next Pats who go to LA and hang out together. Where it's like just northern lads down south only hang out together and talk about whippets and shit. But yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know about you, but my accent the next day was well northern. Yeah, my mine goes in and out. It's up and down like a pair of kangaroos in the mating season. Oh, there's always a, there's always one of them. Um, so uh, for me this week, well, oh God, I try to think it's because we do it on different days, so we haven't really had a full week with it. Like I say, a couple of swills, a couple of uh, drinks, a couple of us uh, choosing what we think about the people of Brighton and Hove. Uh, no one really goes out in Hove anymore. I must just throw that one in. That used to be a, a hunting spot back in the day. God, that sounds aggressive. I, I need. To, is it better to say I used to shoot pheasant or that? I'll, yeah. Um, but yeah, that was really nice. You need man time, don't you? Putting the world to rights, as we call it, it does you good, doesn't it, Dan? Oh, yeah. Very much so. Very much so. Because I don't know about you, but in my social situation with work a lot of the time, it's just people talking about phones or just like, uh, have you seen that new uh, thing? And it's just like, it's good to just be able to go, do you remember when... And you've got the same vintage. It's all right. That's why I always said to people, if they're 40 going out with 18-year-olds, how the hell do you make that work? I have no idea. I, I get it at work all the time. I don't, I don't know what they're talking about or what's important to these people, but apparently someone getting a couple of thousand likes on TikTok, that's that's the biggest thing to happen to these people this week. Well, it's the biggest thing to happen on our TikTok. Um, yeah, so for me, yeah, not a great deal. Uh, some little girl on uh, Sunday who decided to not want to talk about Daddy's uh, Forest T-shirt, but to put Baz the Owl on her arm, stick it in the air and say, up the owls yet again. I may have turned her into a random Sheffield Wednesday fan, which is quite funny. Um, so this week, we are talking about another Swayze film. We've had loads and loads of input from people saying about what films they think we should watch. There's some right crackers on there. There's some, you know, I still get people going, what, you have done Terminator yet? No, because we just did Arnie recently. So we are revisiting Patrick Swayze here, who I think needs a bit of redemption after because every week I mention it when I'm doing those shows that we do going I just watched Dirty Dancing recently and all the girls in the audience go what the fuck and I go yeah a bit rapey bit weird how young she so it's nice to try and give him another chance although I think the similarities with this film in some ways which we'll come to so yeah we've done Roadhouse now and as I always do and now with added graphics and stuff these are the things I knew before the things I thought I saw the things I knew before 
Family Guy. <laughs> Is that it? Nothing about this film. Nothing. And what was I mean, it on Family Guy that he said? He said uh, he tries to solve the world problems with kicking. It's just nothing. I just I was watching it going. I think I've seen. I'm going ahead a little bit because I'm going to do this slightly differently. Normally, Dan will know this more than probably people who listen to the pod. I do like a blow by blow. So as I'm watching, I'll put like a thing of, as I've put, you've probably heard where I say things like, uh, man with injections too much and shit like that and random stuff. This one, I kind of just watch scenes and let a few roll and see what stayed there. I was going to try and do nothing written down and see how you went because we, we can do that. We can watch films at the cinema and talk about it. Um, but yeah, there's a few bits where, like later on, there's a bit where he's having sex against a wall. So a bit of, um, Otis Redding, who was obviously very key in the music of Dotty Dancing. And I thought, this man can't, in this period, do a film without having some sort of sexual situation to the music of the classic soul man of the 60s. It's just like, I think I've maybe seen that scene. I thought it was from Dirty Dancing, and it turns out it was from this bugger. So, you can, and he's in water at the end and shit like that without doing it. <laughs> so, um, Mo- moisture Watch gets another mention. Honestly, yeah, there you go. There hasn't been one without me. Maybe, damn, we are made up of whatever percent water. Um, yeah, I think in Family Guy, even when he said Roadhouse, I knew of it as a film. It's like Point Break. I've not seen that film, but I know it's Point Break. This is kind of like what I said at the start of doing all these pods. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, Roadhouse from Family Guy, Peter Griffin kicking shit. Um, what about you? Is it Paul Barn? No, it's not. It's not. I, I, I was quite late to this one. I was only 16, 17. I went round to a guy called Lee, Lee Buckley or Lee Bucko or just Bucko. Uh, we went round his house at... Um, in one of the, you know, those big long summers where you've got no money, but you're off school and you just spend every day with your pals, just every single day. Like at Holiday Bible Club? No, we were watching, you know, movies that were, were not not like Holiday Bible Club, okay. you know, but we were, uh, we were like 16, 17. And this is really interesting, actually, because it sticks, it sticks with me. This is the first time I'd ever seen, and my apologies for turning it quite crass, I'd ever seen doggy style sex in a movie. I'd never seen that before. And then Lee Buckley announced um, that uh, he was, and I quote, back scuttling that bird in that back office. So I'd never heard that term before. So I, 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 it just, it, it just comes, I, I don't know what it is. When, when anybody mentions that, that this movie to me, for some reason, that, that scene absolutely just pops into me head and I don't know why. It's ironic knowing how I knew you through 2005 and six working at Butlins, how I imitated life. Um, so, yeah, and what, what were your thoughts on the Roadhouse, as I want to call it? Uh, you, uh, by the, oh, sorry, have you seen the Dotty Dancing by this point? Was this your first uh, dip into the Swayze or what? Oh, no, I'd seen Dirty Dancing a number of times by this point. So this one, I'd never seen, I'd not seen Point Break yet as well. So I've not seen Patrick Swayze in what you'd refer to as a 16-year-old as a non-girly role. You, you know what I mean? Yeah, because, yeah, it's heartthrobbish. I mean, this is definitely a film of two halves. This is a, a film that starts with a bit of... I've been, I've been lauding films we've done that have got to the point kind of quick. Now, uh, Top Gun, I think, as we've said, is planes, man, trying to weirdly have sex with this woman. Some of them have been like, there's a problem in the woods, predator, let's go and sort that shit out, gets on with it. This takes a little bit longer to get... And it's, it's too long. Mm-hmm. This is just too long, this film, in my opinion. Because we're going to say something like, do you think it's too long yourself? Because uh, it's probably me trying to catch up to watch it for tonight. That I was like, will it ever end? No, I was kind of like, I, was, I, I wanted to know, because you had no preconceptions of what the movie was. So you built, but you know, do you know what you were building up to? Do you, you knew there was a crescendo coming, but you didn't know what it was. No, in some ways, I quite liked it. I quite liked the, it reminded me of them films that you see them now on something like, so I, I work for Samsung in the day and I've got, we've got, I've got a Samsung TV. And sometimes if you've been playing the Xbox or doing something else or streaming to your TV, if you leave it alone, it goes to Samsung TV. Now, there's things on there like the Baywatch channel, the uh, How Do They Do That channel, shit like that, all random shit. But there's also kind of like Movies in the Day channel. And it'd be someone being, I love you, Tina. I've just moved here from Nebraska. He's a good guy, but he's got a secret. His heart was hurting. It felt like one of them for quite a while. Like the, it, it didn't feel a very top-level film, I must say. So could you not understand why this was such a popular boy movie then? This, no, I can in certain parts of America. Yeah, I can if you lived in that place. With it, remind me because it's obviously got that thing with the band, doesn't it? With uh, the Blues Brothers, with the chicken wire in front, getting the, the 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 bottles and shit thrown at them. Which actually is a, is a is a modern thing where apparently Adele and people are going on about don't throw stuff at us. Because I heard someone say at a gig on one of the Saturdays, go, did you hear someone threw a jelly baby or something at Rihanna? Oh my god! And everyone was like that. I thought you wanted to have been with the Beatles in the sixties. George Harrison did an interview and said I like jelly babies. 
the women of Sheffield Coliseum are rolling them down on him and God knows what. It's just like being part of being on stage is, you know, think of Shakespeare and what you take on the stage and that. I, I don't think that's that bad. Bottles and stuff, spitting with the sex pistols. It's almost like a sign of endearment. But in those bars, you know why they got the chicken wire up because it just felt like the Wild West, Dan. I can understand that's probably why those hick bastards who are watching it are going, that's like when my dad grew up, proper bars. <laughs> Goddamn, I used to go to watch bars. I used to hit that, hit that geezer right between the eyes. So there's a film, there's a film, that, have you seen Dewey Cox walk hard? I haven't, no, but I, I know the premise. I've seen it many times. It's one of those that just really got me. It's got a lot of muso in jokes. It's, it's, meant, it's based on Ray, Ray, and it's based on Walk the Line. So, mm-hmm. But it's, um, oh God. Uh, John C. C. Riley. John C. Riley, yeah. And it's got all these things where Jack Black's playing one of the Beatles with Paul Rudd, and it's all funny. But there's a bit where he's, he's sweeping up in a very black blues bar at the start, and the guy injures all his fingers. And because he knows his whole act, he does it. Sadly, including the bit where he does all the very racist words that the black guy says on stage. And then he does a bit where the, the owner says, my God, what was that? These people have come here to dance erotically to music. And it just felt like one of those where it's like, these people have come here to wear very tight shorts. Or t- There's a bloke at the start just dancing with his shirt off, just going, yeah, fuck it. And it's just like, that was where you've got it wrong trying to straighten this place up. This is what it was like from Dust Till Dawn as well. Yes, uh, the, the Dust Till Dawn thing, I'm, I'm glad you picked up on because there's obviously the bit behind the behind the chicken wire and then when all of a sudden it changes in dust of dawn he's playing the, the geezer's torso you, you kind of expect that to happen at some point and go oh they probably ripped that off there yeah yeah i guess but but maybe if that because that seems culturally to me like what those bars would have been around that time or it's just i played a lot of red dead redemption too and a lot of those places i've gone into like valentine i was just generally trying to get some more bullets and read the local newspaper once in that game i went in <laughs> and i accidentally pressed run and I went through these uh, the saloon doors, twatted someone behind the door, and it was off. We were kicking off. I genuinely was playing, going, this just reminds me of nights out in Skeg and stuff. I just, I didn't mean that. I was just, I, I, it just bugged me. And that place bugged me throughout when I was watching this. Because there's a, this, do you know what, randomly, because I didn't see it coming, because I, I didn't know a lot before. There's a lot of arse and boob in this one. This might be our leader. Yeah, there's a lot of 80s boobs in there, and I think this is the first 80s boobs I've come across that have been augmented as well. There's not much movement in any of them, and I don't, I don't want to keep pulling at that thread because we're not, we're not bawdy lads. But you know what I mean? There's a bit. Yeah, they've just, they've just chucked some nudity in here. Fuck dads, haven't they? It, there's no reason really for it to be in there. We're not bawdy lads, but at the same time, there is a bit of us that's uh, either found uh, what was I uh, at Union? It was like the best of Mayfair, and it showed like uh, you know, for those of you with younger situation, you couldn't just get stuff on the uh, the Tinter web. You had to find literature in paper form, uh, whether it be in the back room of a building site you're on with your dad, or getting up the bravery to go, I'll have something from the top shelf, make sure no one's coming around. Um, and this one that I found at Uni was like, found, bought, whatever, stole. You always steal porn, by the way, because no one ever admits yep. to wanting it. No one ever yep. goes, did you nick my pornos? Because no one has them. Um, and it was like the best of Mayfair from 70 to modern times. And you do see a difference in what was either associated as hot and whatnot. Like and I must admit with this, I kind of went, the Sam Fox era has gone, hasn't it, by now? <laughs> yeah, very much. It was, it was, it was a different shape uh, to, what was, uh, to what was popular a couple of years before. Um, very, uh, yeah, but it's funny as well, because certain films just throw in a full gambit and go, we got nakedness, we're going to have a load of booze, we're going to have some stabbings and stuff like that, we chuck some drugs in. There's a bit of drugs at the start, which I'm going to tie in with those who are watching it and going, I've had a honking cold for a week and kind of keep nipping off to have a little swig of green tea and blow my nose, which I don't think looks good on here. And for those concerned about me mainlining the, the Colombian, not happening. I'm just nipping down here to have a bit of that. So whatever. Uh, but yeah, so we've got that. Um, one thing I did notice at the start as well, because we're at um, Dalton's main club, aren't we, is that credit cards and cash going around there's a very sleazy looking band on which i guess is meant to give some sort of kudos to the blind lads band and uh, a man uh, i've got his name here again frank tillerman who's wandering around does look like a seedy bugger cuts to swayze um and then yeah he's, he's just he gets him to come to the double deuce and he, he goes fairly easily goes over and does his job he's obviously known but the, the nice bit is you kind of don't know why he's known for Do you, is it known more in america this like, thing of the cooler is this like a bigger thing over there because in the uk it's a bloke with a bigger yellow badge and potentially the bigger blacker coat yeah there's uh the the the, the job of the cooler i don't really know what it is i i assume that's just like head doorman you know what i mean 
And um, and yeah, and then he stands there, doesn't he? And does the uh, like surveys the scene. He kind of just has a look across what's Sees going all. off and goes, "Yeah, I'm gonna, I'll sort this shit out. This is a right mess." And then inevitably, a brawl kicks off. Yeah, sees all. Not like Kev from Borough Lamarche, who's going. It all comes blasting passing because he was too busy chatting up some girl who turns out to be 15. Go, what? The, I was bloody having a. You know what I mean? It was a different. Yeah, it's a different time. What was it? I was young and I needed the money. Um, <laughs> there's a bit that I was going to send you the clip of, but we've done some different ones instead, where he's he's swapping the car, and I didn't quite get it. But obviously, you get it quite early that he's got experience and knows his car's going to get fucked up, and he meets yeah. that chap outside the bar, that little old black guy sat there, and he says he throws him the keys, and it's the way he says, "What do I look like, a valet?" But it's just the way he does it. What do I look like, a valet? But he does it really. I don't look like a valet. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's yeah, it. yeah. Just. Gives him it. Um, I'm trying to remember, because you're, you're doing this a bit different with this one. We're going to have some more visuals with the clips and stuff. Are we mm-hmm. far off our first clip just yet? Are we Are we still... Okay, get so Dalton's got to the double juice and introduced himself after surveying the first night. Let's uh, let's have a look at his, uh, his, team, his first team meeting. I want you to be nice until it's time to not be nice. Well, uh, how are we supposed to know when that is? You won't. I'll let you know. You are the bouncers, I am the cooler. All you have to do is watch my back and each other's. Take out the trash. Can you imagine the, 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 what was it, the fox and ducks of partridge in Attercliffe, that conversation when it was stripper night? Yeah, the the dog and partridge in Tinsley, just walking up. I think it would have been something a bit more like this without any prompting. Dan, it's time to cut into an acting. I'm going to turn to you and like, right, who we got on tonight? Just you, Dan. Yep, just me, like, yep. So just so you know, we've got some rugby lads coming in from uh, Sheffield Alam, I think it is. They're on the way to Zeus afterwards in Funky Bus, right? Um, so we've got three lasses on at first. You know the ones I mean, right? right? Yep. And then after that, so. we've got, got them other two, right? You know, the Ottens. So what they'll do is they should just chuck all the money at the Ropians, get pissed and have no money for others. So got any contingency plans for that, Dan? Well, if they kick off, like, I'll I'll smash the first in. It's as simple as that, like, then I'll... All right, have you paid the coppers with the uh, with that tenor I left behind there? Yeah, I had a word with John Z and all. He's uh, he's probably not coming down for for till for like half eleven or something like that. So we'll be right. We'll be right. Nice one. My brother Kev's on the other door. Oh, just quick one. Tina, put some more of them tins of snuff in the back. Students seem to like it. Right, let's open up the doors. Now, generally, not far off what happened, where we all went to a thing and everyone threw money at this. Women like doing some skipping ropes and God knows what, and had no money left when they brought on all the young women. And there was genuinely lads pre-mobile phone stuff going, Will you take card? It was just like, can you imagine in Attercliffe? Um, horrendous days, but they were young and needed the money, as they'd say. Um, so he goes in there, and he, you just know it is going to kick off, don't you? Because these people come there for scrapping. But I don't know about you, Dan, and you've seen some things. You've said you've been in the industry for ages doing what you've done. I know with our past working together as well at stuff. There's so many faux pas. How many did you count in terms of things where you're going, you threw them into a table, that's going to kick that one off. The things you say, the intimidation, I mean, it's just a minefield of not what to do, isn't it? All I sat there was sit there going, the paperwork on this is going to be absolutely horrific. Licensing are going to be knocking down the door in the morning, wanting CCTV. But I assume the 80s were a different time. I, did, I, did, I weren't old enough to go out and view these places. And I, I wasn't in that part of the world either. So, you know, I, I was looking at it thinking, this is annoying me. But, I, but the interesting thing is I can also see there's two things that you can see from this. Uh, so there's two things that doormen do. One of them is from Dust Till Dawn, and that's their shit tattoos that all doormen get. You've seen them. That's moved from tribal to, like I said to you, um, what do I call it? Sleeves with koi carp. Sleeves with koi carp replaced that in the uh, in the early 2000s, yep, after Chinese symbols uh, had a brief stint. And then the other one is that bouncers, right, doormen are essentially just paid contractors. Do you know what I mean? They're there to protect the license. And the license is the full license in objectives, and I can bore you to death with it all day. Right? But you go, get rid of this geezer. They go, all right. Now, they, especially here as well, where, where I live on the South Coast now. So there's a point here now where, where my doormen seem to think that they are the best damn cooler in the business. Right? And they're like, well, it's my door, isn't it? And, uh, and obviously, because it's my door, I've got to be careful who I let in and who I don't let in. And, and then all of a sudden... Nothing, Dan. Sorry, it's jumping on that. Is that a gen- do you notice it with them that have come through it now? Because there was that change, wasn't there, with the official things? And do you think the mm-hmm. old guard has sort of just gone, fuck it, I can't kick someone's head in as much as I wanted to? Absolutely. So there was uh, there was a bar in Rotherham called the Tivoli. It used to be attached to the Rotherham United ground and it used to pay 15 quid to get in as blokes and 10 quid for women. And it was free drink all night. And what you'd get is those just type of... 
fat ropey geezers that would just throw people down the metal stairs at the back. But then now you've got the older guard who are kind of on the on the way down a little bit, and these young geezers who think they're like, oh, cool. So you'll be talking to one, right? You'll be talking, you're chatting away, you'll be like, How's it going, Paul? You all right? And he'll go, Yeah, not so bad. I've been out, been out. And I'll be like, Tell us about this, uh, tell us about this terror we had last night. And what they do, they could roll roll the shoulders forward. I can show you now, now, now we're live. They roll the shoulders forward. Yeah, yeah. Do do little Del Boy head, and they go, Well, well obviously uh, the geese has had a had a bit of a fall, he fell down, I've given him a slap and I've uh, I've kicked him out, you know, and uh, and it was open end and I was uh, I was all against the book and I've written it down the book. Like, you know, I'm not the coppers, just tell them what's gone off. You know what I mean? And and that generational thing is, is changed a little bit. And you're right. I was watching this thinking, oh, God, I know, I know where my team get it from. It makes me feel a bit like the football hooligan thing because I, I I was a bit probably, well, I was way too young to be anyone who was going to get slapped at football when it was awful because I was a kid. Remember me and my mate Chris when Forrest had played Leeds in a preseason friendly and we were eating chips near Trent Bridge, Forest side. And we heard this Leeds, Leeds, Leeds from like behind the Trent, uh, the city ground and from the other, they come over the bloody bridge. And I looked at him and it just started kicking off like a Wild West right on Trent Bridge, like windmilling and everywhere. I just looked at him eating chips and went, do you want a scrap? He went, no, I'm all right. I was just watching it. You know, so like, <laughs> It was certain age, but I think certain age groups now, there was that thing, wasn't the resurgence where lads will go and meet, just have a tear up and they've got their squads and they've got the the tiny little bags around them and that shit. I think you, um, some people want to see it now as a bit of a, a badge of honour. Did you ever have a scrap at football? I had a piss at Grimsby Town once on the terrace and that's me, hardcore. Yeah, take that. Take that. Take that, Mr. Man. I got caught in a Rotherham versus Swansea tear up. I was just going to laser quest. I don't know how that happened. That, I'm like to fight my way out of that. <laughs> Do you know it's now called laser tag? Because I got invited uh, the other day to go and do it on Thursday. Do you want to do laser tag? And I don't mind having a go, but I feel worried that a man at 42 is playing laser tag. No dignity. There's no dignity in that. No, I, I think I told you this before. We knew a girl called Emma Emma B. who used to go out with Kiersel. And uh, we all, I knew her as a kid. And we all went around laser quest, as it was. And she fell over and twisted her ankle. And for the whole of the time, everyone just kept going up to her and zapping her on the floor because she couldn't move for like the whole half an hour. <laughs> she's, go, she's there going, fucking hell, fucking hell. I'm just going, got to get them points, fam. Got, I got mega points. She lost it, it's fair to say. Uh, but, uh, you know, last one on this, it made me laugh. So I was in Brighton a long time ago when it was more party central. And I was in the loo and there wasn't many people in the bar. And we thought the bouncers, you're going out being all cocky, having you know, smoking. Like, all right, lads, yeah, how's it doing? You know, well, must, you know, you're asking silly things like you do to a taxi driver about how much do you earn? You know, shit like that. And I went to the, the cubicle and I heard some footsteps coming in. And I was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. And all of a sudden, I had like a bit of a bang on the door. So what I did in my confidence, which 90% of the time wouldn't work, come bursting out the door and went, oh, go out, bounce up, wicked. I'm thinking about becoming a bouncer, mate. Is there any courses or anything you can take? And it bamboozled him so much that he did his little finger in the air. Went, John, is that course still going tomorrow? All right, yeah. Come with me to the front, mate. Took me to the front, signed me up for the course, told to come and pick me up tomorrow. I give him the wrong address. Never went on the course. Oh, wrong one. Uh, I was young and I needed the so yeah there's uh the bar staff are awful uh he buys a shit car as we know um i was gonna ask you what the worst car you've ever owned is dan and when did you buy it off pete derry <laughs> <laughs> it was a uh it was a g-reg uh ford escort with all the barry kit on it and a big exhaust and then uh when it came to mot time i'd realized that he welded the brakes on <laughs> i mean yeah they won't work yeah, they just they, they they all seized up, and I was like, why 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 don't the brakes work? And bear in mind, I take we you know the holiday part we worked out. I took it to a geezer that worked on a fun fair who did MOTs for some reason. Yeah, why he didn't do that with you know with his normal life? He just did MOTs. I don't need MOT on that. He went, Dan, I've got a problem for you. I went, what's up? He went, yeah, the brakes have been you know how they're normally screwed on and you change the work, brake this. Yeah, no, they're welded on. So we'd rather get if you think of welding. Right, yeah. where you've got to get the mix right and the and the fire and and yeah. the and the gas and all this, or just using fucking screws, it plumped for the welding. <laughs> yeah, it, it shows in some ways a, a diligence to the job that he wanted. It's when you said that a, a man who does welding on the side feels like a mum's mate who reads tea leaves or something. Not quite as yeah. violent. It just, my claim to fame with cars, without I'm not a big motorhead, is my dad got me the, my first two. I've been teaching me to drive in an old BT wagon. You know, you won't remember him, anyone who's too young, but the front's like a van and the back is like a yellow cube. And he used to take me down Skeg Seafront to the car park and it's a long shift gear stick, so it's about the length of my leg. You go, and you bouncing around in that. Did my test and all that shit. My first car was a Fiesta in hearing aid beige. And for those who are a certain age, will definitely know what I mean by that. And it failed its MOT because they said there were shards of metal from the boot aiming at the tire, which I hadn't <laughs> known. And then my second car was a Montego we got, which had 20,000 miles on, which was something like a 1,000 years old. But fair shits to that. Again, hearing a beige, I only had 
cars in that colour. Um, got us to gigs, to football up in um, that hilly bit in Sheffield where we used to play up on the hill. All the pitches are like this. You, you know, you kick it from some Graves mm. Park. I think it's cool. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, so that my first two, which I didn't really care because I kept hearing him in my head going, third class wheels are better than first class legs. It's, you know what it means? If you've got to go somewhere, you walking on your legs is always going to be slower than a oh, shit Oh, I thought car. it was a reference to picking up women for some reason. Like, like if you've got a shit car, you get the top birds. I thought I genuinely no. thought that was the advice you were being given. No, no. It, it, I've said it so many times since, and I feel a thousand years old. I kind of know what it means. Depends now, having worked for a company for six years who've given me a brand new car that's got full cover of service and everything that never breaks down. I'm going with go with a new car, if you can. Yeah, yeah, A to B. Yeah, just make sure it doesn't break down rather than going to see David Bowie in Birmingham. It breaking down in Borough Marsh, the uh, what was it, uh, Scirocco you bought for 80 quid from an auction with him and having to replace the fuel pump with a biro because your auntie Angela didn't have it in a bag. Um, so yeah, I've just I could tell a whole podcast on the cars of my dad and how things break down. Um, so I mean, again, this film's difficult, Dan, because I was I, I know I didn't write as many notes, but not a lot goes on. He gets a room with oh. Emmett, who looks a bit mm-hmm. like um, the old man from Home Alone mixed with your classic. Um, barn, barn dwelling American yeehaw, doesn't he? Old Emmett, he's not mm-hmm. got much mm-hmm. arc, but he comes in at the end. Um, the B Knights thing, as we mentioned, that's there, which is your clip from there. Um, my name, the name is Dalton, I quite like because the guy who was playing guitar straight away, playing a bit of music myself, he was playing on his lap, which isn't a prerequisite of being blind. Um, but it's just what they do a lot in southern guitar, a lot, you know, that it's often, that's how they teach you, is it? Yeah, for those who don't know, a lot of time in country music, you'll hear this like, and that's actually a lap steel. It's not actually like a guitar. It's more like a, I guess it looks a little bit like a half-sized piano with guitar strings across it. And you like strike it with these like um, claws almost on your fingers. But you can sort of do a similar thing by putting a guitar across your knees. That's what that lad was doing. And I like how his air's all crappy at the start. And then by the end of it, he's gone into full 80s kind of like Buffon, hasn't he? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the, the, the full thing. I tell you what, let's uh, let's go to the introduction when we uh, we get to who composed the music, Jeff Hardy. Thanks, man. So you played pretty good for a blind white boy. Yeah, and I thought you'd be bigger. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Hardy is the wrestler. Jeff Healy was the musician. <laughs> Which do you know what the second? Because I'm not a big W, you know, whatever it's called these days, fan. And I was going to say right. I think I know who that bloke is. That's not him. <laughs> Imagine him coming in. His face, you know, he's, he's got some lap steel to play. And then and then it, 10 minutes later, he's got to smash up Randy Orton for a cage match for the million dollar in the bank or whatever the fuck it is now. I don't Can know. you um just tell me something? Did, uh, just, just to see how quick the education works on this both ways. Because obviously it's always an education for me. It's very rarely the other way for you. Have you used the term lap steel before? No, I just used it then. I fucking love that. There we go. Uh, let's see if you can try and use it every other podcast now. Yeah, the old, the old, you're going to be listening tonight. Dan, Dan Fudge on the old lap steel. Yeah, do you know what? I really like that guy who played him. Uh, I can't remember the character's name. What, do you know what he's called? The lad who plays guitar? Oh, God. It's some, no. Lap steel I mean, Larry? Like, yeah, lap steel Trev or um, um, Jeff Healy. Cody. Uh, okay, I'll go, I'll go with whatever. I'm never watching this film again. But he, um, yeah, do you know what? He, I liked his tone. He's quite. He's kind of like, oh, fuck this mm. shit. Knows his thing. He knows, you know, we've all, well, I say we've all, I've definitely done those gigs where Grimsby kind of like working men's club going, it's an Elvis quote. I don't, I'm pretty sure I've not said it on here before. Him and the uh, um, Colonel Parker used to have a kind of a bit of a motto of turn up, get the gig done. It's quite basic, but I'm sure there was times, even though Elvis was probably just lauded and loved by the ladies and whatnot, but just get it done. You turn up certain places going, fuck me, this is going to be a nightmare. But when the money's yeah. in your pocket, and the door of the car is shut, whatever the car colour may be. Uh, now, I liked him a lot. I thought he, he was what is clearly a very sort of half-baked kind of film in lots of ways in terms of quality and scripts and all that. I thought he was all right, actually. Um, th- there's a bit coming up here. So, you know, I've got my, uh, my guy. There's two guys that I loved in a sense. There's a bloke who sat at the bar early doors. I think it's when Dalton's first come into the Double Juices. And he's slowly coming in, he's checking it out. And it's the bit where you've got, you say, like a knife, you've got drug abuse going on, you've got clearly, oh, there's some boobs, there's this going on. When he gets near the corner of the bar, this guy doesn't know he looks like this, because I doubt this bloke was even a, more than, a, well, probably a teenager at the time. It looks just like Zinedine Zidane when he's got no air. And he sort of sees him, and you think, don't you, when you're watching him go through the bar, that's going to be trouble. That, and the kind of guy just goes, huh? but in my head, I hear him go, suckle bleu. 
Sid Norton. <laughs> just, so he was all right. Because again, he's that bloke who's going, you can imagine for years at Christmas, it's that bit where I uh, gave my seat for Patrick Swayze where I ordered his coffee. Um, did you get as well when you ordered the coffee and said leaded or unleaded? And the guy went leaded. I thought, but I never saw him slip anything in it. Caffeine or caffeinated. Oh, because the Americans are ahead of the curve. I thought that was a thing that only came to the UK like four years ago. Sorry, Dan. <laughs> Sorry, I know they love their Joe, don't they? Uh, my guy who sat, I was annoyed, Dan, because he appeared a few times and I'd got him labeled as my, uh, we'll do a clip for it. I keep saying it every week, the guy who's, or the woman who is my character that just turns up. So when he's living with old uh, Emmett and he looks across the water, very, again, really reminded me of the camp in um, Dirty Dancing. All this shit kicks off across the water. Every woman has to get her boobs taken out, thrown in with her heels. And there's yeah. all the men who you just think, look, like, right, scruffy bastards. And you're like, oh, Jesus yeah. Christ. And there's a bloke who's having a right good time. And he looks just like Rod Hull. Is it, oh, is it not the guy that gets squidged on the cheek and he goes, I love this guy? Oh, it, it's, yeah, it says, I love this guy, Rod Hull, I've written. So does he <laughs> say it? Again, I forgot that bit. Does he say it, the Rod Hull guy or the other one? No, it's the uh, it's the it's the body of the movie. Well, uh, it comes and it's it's his it? house where the party is. Right, and uh, and uh, I think you know when um, when he mentions if you go for a guy's knees and take him down, um, sexy voice comes over and does that to him when he's pinned up when they get the beer delivery in a bit. He's uh, he's one of the goons. Yeah, because he does it as well to Wesley at the end, doesn't he? When he goes for the knee and he goes down, which will yeah. come down. Go, watch it. So, yeah, no, that guy there, I thought looked like Rod Holt. Then he gets a kick in a good few times, and you've gone, Rod Holt was for those who, again, do you know what we do? It's, we did it with Bob Carroll, Jesus, I think. We did it with, well, you did it with, um, who, who wouldn't you have it that had a career? Oh, uh, Gary Wilmot. Always remember his name, though, don't you? And you've done that thing, or like the Chuckle Brothers, if someone in Wyoming was trying to look it up. Again, Rod Hull. Um, a southerner, I believe, man with a puppet on his arm, poor quality puppet. Used to, and then what you think, all right, maybe it's a puppet. What did the puppet do? Got pissed off and bit people, yeah, 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 and then curled up his face when, yeah. it, when it was angry with very, you. very good at being expressive with either this was it, and then it went like it's annoyed, like we don't, we don't like you in it, so yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, we were, we were big on puppetry back in the 80s, apparently. We just had it thrown down our throats, just hey, I's a puppy guy, it's an emu. But to be fair, Dan, like I said to you before, whether it be Basley Owl or... Um, what we got? He's just what looking for a puppy now. So this, what we got? Is, this, this, this chap here. You right. How you doing, mate? You all right? I've been right ill, me. Right, anyway, so this is one of my daughter's puppets. But on his back, which is a bit weird, he's got spaces for three spaces because it's the three little pigs. And you put them on your fingers and he comes along and nam, nam, nam. And it... But the thing is, it's the bewilderment. She proper talks to it. I'm going to add one more as well. So I've started doing this thing, which please message me on the pod if this is potentially damaging. When I pick my daughter up, I've got about a 20 minute drive back to mine. And what I like to do is, and and this will die soon because she'll realize what I'm doing. I put my arm out like on the roof of the car, a bit like this. And I'll just go, hey, did you see that monkey? She's like, well, there he is. Oh, and you do that classic. You've missed him. He's over there. There's a monkey swinging through loads of trees and shit. And she's going, what, what? And she's like bewildered. I can't see you. And she shouts to him like, where are you, monkey? And then I'll say, if he's on the roof, you'll hear him. And I'll go, bang. She went, oh, he's there. But then she's taken to asking him questions. So she'll go, hello, monkey. And he'll go, bang. I'll, like, I'll do two, two for yes and one for no. Do you like Dada? No. And she thinks it's hilarious. He doesn't like me. Bum, bum. Stuff like that. And then he'll go. But I was just thinking, is it? Because she told her mum, she went, there was a monkey on the roof of the car. And it's just like, of course she did. But she tells everyone, she goes, Dad had that monkey on his car. And I'm just thinking. I think it's an all right imagination. It's not like going monkey's trying to get in and bite her, is it? He's always some sort of yeah, fun. It's a friendly monkey that chats away with her. I think she'll be all right. Okay. So if you do, if you are listening to this and you're about, uh, I don't know, 10 for some reason, you become a therapist and deal with my daughter in the future when I'm gone. Uh, sorry. Um, so how do we get from monkeys on a car to oh, the dog? knows. I, I think 45 minutes has gone for a shit already. You've done really well. <laughs> no, we've done half an hour. We've got 15 left and I've only got, I've got nothing left here, Dan. Um, the doctor. Well, no. It is it is quite thin, isn't it? The doctor, right? So he meets the he meets this lady. Now bear in mind, their first meeting, there's been a there's been a tear up at this boozer, and he's been he's been swiped with a with a with a knife, hasn't he? And uh, she's stitching him up, and he's got his arm behind his head, and there's, there's a really weird still where he's kind of like got his arm up, and he's like, yeah, uh, get right in there, and it's weird. Now, this was the most unbelievable bit for this movie for me because a nurse would not date anybody in the world who is in that profession and then in this clip just listen to the way he talks to her 
So she stood there all doe-eyed, like, oh, he's just kicked some guys out. This, this essentially started the town to fall apart as well. This, this was the, 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 the blue paper ignition of, of all this stuff that's about to happen across the town. And she stood there, could be all doe-eyed, like, oh, but not for my her. boyfriend dreamy. Yeah, you've kind of done a, a slightly dirty. I think when she first comes in, and it's, do you know what's funny? Maybe I'm getting used to these films. When you see the, the, doc, the, the, the hospital, and she like walks towards like the nurse's like bay thing, whatever it is. And, you know, maybe I'm getting used to it now, sort of clocked sort of the way she was filmed in a weird way. And then the, the way her hair was plaited, I thought, all right, she's going to somehow become something in this. I just thought it was the way she stood out. Maybe she was quite central. I think it's when he brought his own dossier of all his medical issues. Because like you say, when he was first sat on the bed like this, with his, his, what's happened here? And what did he say? Something like an accident. Because they would be going now nowadays, like you say, paperwork. Should we ring... Um, we need to ring someone about this or something like that and then she just yeah, staples yeah. him but he says here the thing about do you want she's going to give him an injection isn't she and he says pain don't hurt now i think i've told you this before so my dad told me years ago about a bloke who used to work on a building site with him who was probably didn't have the uh the gift of the gab with the ladies and stuff like that but always tried to impress the other blokes on the building site nice enough but a bit you know not not the smartest tool as it were and this bloke fell off a six foot wall onto a load of bricks on his side now, for, you don't have to be six foot to know that's quite a way. You don't fall well on bricks, do you? Yeah, exactly. No. I'm thinking it every time I tell a story. And everyone, to the point where the builders didn't laugh. They kind of went, Jesus Christ, are you all right? And he, he obviously got things a bit mixed up and getting up like this. And he went, it's all right. Pain never hurt no one. It's just need, needed serious medical attention and also wants to try and swerve the ribbon that he's going to get. And my dad was like, I don't want, I don't want to knock your bravery, but that's the definition of kind of what that is. So it's just yeah. like, the fact that he said pain don't hurt. I was like, but because I must admit though, in these films as well, Dan, you remember the, the girl in the bar who's like very, almost like what they say, brassy. You mm -hmm. think, well, that's not the love interest. It's not going to be the barmaid because mm -hmm. she doesn't really fit with it. So yeah, I was like you, I thought, I can't see how this becomes it. Yeah, it just it just didn't seem to be sat in in reality for me. Like like you said, the brassy one is going to be, and I'm sorry for using this phrase, but it was a phrase back in the day, tart with the heart, because she gets some beatings at some point, doesn't she? And then and then you've got like the the girl, the the waitress who is kind of like Murph, uh, Murphy's sidekick in RoboCop, like she's too laddie and she's come round to pick him up, so she's not the love interest. And also and and also. Kelly Lynch is absolutely flawless, 10 out of 10, stunningly beautiful as well. And you go, oh, that's why she's there. Yeah, fair. Oh, right, she, this is going to happen. Has she been in much else? Because I don't recognise her, but you, you seem to know her as Kelly Lynch. No, she's uh, she was in this and she was in another big movie of the 80s, which name escapes me. And while you uh, while I vamp talking right now, I'm going to tell you what it is, because it was right. It was in Cocktail um, with Tom Cruise. She was in that. famously the film that i was the only one i'd seen i think i said very early doors in this with my cousin richard where there was sex what i thought was in a pond but i think it was in a lagoon and we said <laughs> something about it being very unhealthy because like, yeah, what yeah. the hell was in there um uh, what was she the main in that was she the main along with crew fuck no it was like, guys it's been like 30 years since i've watched it she plays a character called kerry coglin so uh I assume so, looking like she does i mean christ it, you know if there if there was anybody that is you know Film star, good looks, it's her, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like that Daryl Hannah Bassinger yeah. kind of look as well, isn't it? Yeah, 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 exactly. And then we meet, um, coming on from here, it, it doesn't really mention him before that, but we meet, um, I've got his name here, is Wade Garrett, and there's a bit where it says, like, Wade Garrett, and he goes, exactly right. Now, this yeah. guy, he, for, the, for those who are fans of the 80s, I really apologize because for me, he's a guy that I've seen in uh, GIFs and memes quite a lot. I saw him in A Star is Born. He's a gravelly voice guy who looks like a swashbuckling. Is it Sam Elliott? No, no, yeah. Sam Phillips was the head of Sun Records with Elvis Presley. Sorry. Sam Elliott. So is Sam Elliott big news at this time? Or he looks more like a kind of a, an action fighter in a way. It, it's weird because this is still 30 years before it became massively popular in, in the memes and the gifts and all the rest of it. And, it, and essentially, he's the voice of uh, 4x4 adverts, isn't he? You know what I mean? Like with that goddamn rubbly gravel voice and... You want to go get some Marlboro Country cigarettes? I got them for you. You know what I mean? He's, he's that type of guy. But he's he's already at this point playing the the elder statesman, as it were, in, in terms of the cooler game. 
and uh, and and Dalton needs to recruit him to help him out because these goddamn hicks they don't know what's happening when I come to my bar. I'm, this is where I do need the visuals on this. Cause I thought he was here for a sec, but did, did he also do like the Honda Power of Dreams advert shit like that? He sounds like that kind of like oh, this is oh, a voice. Yeah, I'm with you. But I, I think he's a, I actually say he's a better looking man than Swayze. Oh, he is. He's sexy, isn't he? And he's sexy as he's old now. He's just a sexy man. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna drive this thing through America and over some hills, and all of a sudden, I want a Ford F one fifty. Yeah, get me one and all. Have you ever thought about owning a? Yeah, I have. I don't care what yeah. it is. A George is. Foreman leg. What the fuck is? I buy one. I don't care. Yeah, no, it's it's a solid voice, and it sounds like it's a. Uh, you know, voices change as get older, don't they? Mine's definitely become more through this from the nights as far, but. It's, that's a voice that he's lived in straight away. You imagine he was eight years old going, I've done my geography teaching. So Can, I interest you? Can I interest you in a hair sandwich just <laughs> to eat some hair? You've brought back one of your nightmare shows that you said was an absolute chaos and you thought you were lost in reality and you've brought back hair sandwich now. Throwback. Good. Throwback from the, uh, from the, uh, the swing back. So yeah, th- this is where it all changes down around here because... He meets him outside. He's having that scrap bit. Um, have you got one more clip? Is it to do with this bit outside? Or was that it? Are we clipped up? No, we've had no, we're clipped we? up. Good. Sorry, I've, up. I've got it because I've put a little quote here. Apologies about that. So, yeah, there's. It, this is the bit here where I was losing interest. Now, I know I was trying to zoom a little bit by 20 seconds here and there and thinking, okay, that's going to be... Could have done it with Rocky because it would have been montages, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, what did we say? 39, 39% montage in Rocky Four. 39% montage. Mm-hmm. And some of it, new material. Yeah, exactly. Uh, this is the bit where this film, I'm going to go into, I actually wrote, wrote more notes on this because I was almost going, yeah, get that. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, yeah. So I've got Fallout, Big Barn Fire, River Scrap, Wade Dead, Car Through a Fence, Killing Spree, Bear Fear, because that fat lad gets a bear landing on him. Home Alone End. I'll, I'll come to this bit. There's nothing to add to those bits, is there, Dan? Uh, there is just one scene that you, the Riverside fight where he, he fights the right-hand man of the bad guy, and he holds him back here, and he's got him, and he goes, well, this is my move. And he rips out the man's throat right in front of his girlfriend, who still stays with him by the end of the movie, and then throws him in the river. like, uh, like And he's just stood there going, well, he pulled the gun on me, so, uh, you know, throat ripping. The only, the only thing I could think of that is, again, in no way connected to what anyone thought in this film, was that she was a fan of the eight was it the 19th century victorian you've seen those things in films where they used to do um operations and all people would watch from around like in a yeah yeah, a yeah. Room, that she hadn't had much experience of the live uh, anatomy and was like oh that's what a esophagus looks like when it's out i think oh, i'll yeah. stay with him he yeah, might yeah. Be able to get me a spleen <laughs> <laughs> no, but you wouldn't would you it's like it just wouldn't fit with your your ethics as a doctor unless but you said about her as well but she was connected to red and, and everyone likes red in this film he's just a poor son yeah, yeah. who's under the thumb isn't he so you know, the old esophagus doesn't really affect a girl when uh, Red's in such trouble. Um, yeah, the bear bit's fucking ridiculous with the taxidermy, because he gets away with it, that lad. Yeah, I, I, and he kind of, he's he survives, doesn't he, by by the end of it. So he yeah. got the bear bit, and he pushes the bear, and, and he's kind of like the comic relief, isn't he, this, this chubby fella? And then he's going, oh, there's a bear following me. And he's kind of screaming like the bear is alive, even though they're in the taxidermy room, and this bear has not moved one damn muscle, but he's going, ah, ah, like that bit in Austin Powers where he's going, no! Yeah, it's going... <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it does, because that, that's a fair-sized bear. I don't know what they fill stuff with, but that bear would have fallen, yeah, quicker. I mean, to be fair, Dan, I must admit, even if it was a taxidermed bear, I still would have thought, fuck me, this is going to smart, if it was coming yeah, down. Yeah, but watch this, watch this, and I'm going to do it for the for the visual medium here, right? There's a bear coming out, you're falling really slowly. Watch this. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the character of the fat guy. Bear's falling. Yeah. Do it. And, and I move to the side. Like, you know what I mean? I'll show you again. Watch, I could do no, it. No, do it, do it another way. Well, bear's falling. I think you still survived. How do you... You have to go pretty slow to... Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But as I was mean? saying to you the other night, when you've lost a bit of timber, you, you don't move as quick when you carry it. <laughs> <laughs> it must be that. It must be because I'm not as. I'm just. Be, I must be a bit more nimble on my feet than the big stag that got pinned by the polar bear. Because he had that classic as well, big big man arse out. Where you're going, maybe they didn't do bigger sizes back then. Giacomo wasn't about, but my god, those are some clingy jeans. They're, they're like, 
they're only halfway up his bloody body, aren't they, the poor son? And he's gone for the old um, braces as well. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, the Home Alone ending that I put here by all local kills is how there's the shot behind his back. It's red. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, so now we've got a conundrum. Bang, another shot. It's Emmett. And then some bloke, I, don't, I must have fast-forwarded him, some just very grey-looking man who didn't know who the fuck he was. He shot him as well. Uh, the the guy with the red hair is he's red, isn't he? And yeah. then the guy with the, the grey guy with the moustache is the one who owned the car lot where they ran the Bigfoot over all of his stock. Oh, I must have zoomed past it. There you go. I've, uh, yeah, don't worry about that. I missed that bit. <laughs> and then obviously the last one is uh, I have to keep looking up because I can never remember his name. Frank Tillman. Yes. Yeah, we yeah. own this town. <laughs> yeah, and he comes out and he's like, yeah, uh, uh, what's his name? Brad. Brad Wesley. Uh, is the is the bad guy, isn't he? Right, and um, and he goes for the big uh, uh, slow mo fall into the coffee table, which was a huge scene for like the next ten years, which you see a lot of. You know, I've seen it in Bad Boys, just just people dying in tables, and and you're like, yep. And then I think the actor whose name escapes me, it is Ben Gazzara. Like it's filmed really well because I think that's him falling into the into oh, the really? coffee table. Yeah, yeah, it looked, you know, it looked, it, I, I believed it, it looked all right. And then, and then the coppers turn up, don't they? Anybody seen anything? But did you like the metaphor bit? The metaphor? What, what did I miss a metaphor in Roadhouse? It's actually really misplaced because of what the film is. There's a bit in the taxidermy where they cut to some monkeys and it's hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Ah, They've got right, the hands. Yeah, and yeah. I went, oh, that's actually, because you know, you switch parts of your head off for certain films. Like if you're watching something really cerebral, like Interstellar or something, you go, Okay, right. Okay, or Christopher Nolan, you're gonna. But was that? Yeah, yeah. Mind with this one, that's all gone in me. I'm just going. I wonder. I'm, I'm watching it, going. I wonder how many of them bottles they had to buy that break on your head like that back in the day. <laughs> yeah, because they're quite who, delicate as well, aren't yeah. they? Those props. Because I, I reckon oh, have they also ordered a glass coffee table made of the same stuff so they can fall through it. Yeah, that's right. Because I was honestly, Dan, my my brain goes to that place. It's like when I went to watch a contemporary dance with my ex. And I was just watching, I got so bored, and I can normally find something in art forms. I was looking at the curtains going, what's it called when you make ropes? There's a ferry or something. No, I just, I, you know, you're just trying to go to another place. Going, oh, it must have took ages to make that curtain material. Um, so, yeah. That's really, that's, hang on, hang on, hang on. What, what is it called when you make it's ropes? It's a rope. I thought it had like a name like splicing or something like that. Oh, it, do you know what? Because it's navy, it was done a lot. That it probably would be because there's things where you see a carpenter's got a different name on a ship and stuff like that. So it might do. I know. I think a farrier is is barrels, shit like that. It's one of them. But I it couldn't think of it in the theatre at the time. And I've got it now. Um, <laughs> Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, but navy again. Maybe a wet connection. I don't know. Um, the one thing I missed out really, really briefly. I'll come to it. Pat's in the river again at the end with the girl. And it's almost like you yeah. are expecting the lift. Is earlier on just to add to other things we mentioned quite a lot. There's a bit where he does tai chi. And he's sweating. Yeah. Yeah. And I was going again. I wonder if it's the same people who go around just glisten spraying these action guys like Van Damme doing his splits and uh, what is it Stallone and Carl Weathers doing their spa? You see, you, you've mentioned this a few times, right? And and in my head, the more I think about it, the more I listen back to this show and stuff like that, I think to myself, I wonder if, right, you know, like this is going to sound weird, but this is where my mind went. Alan Sugar. Was yeah, that's that's where I've started with this story. Alan Sugar started uh, his Amstrad company based yeah. on he knew that he had a deal with Sky that he was going to make the, you know what I mean, the 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 boxes that, that know received this the Sky. So is there a guy that made these spray bottles that had a deal with somebody at, at the studios? Where he goes, listen, I've got these spray bottles and I've got like a. A, a warehouse full of them. If you could buy a bit of stock, that'd be fucking mint. If what, you could, you mean, like, oh right, mate, do you mean like we put on our plants, spraying plants? No, 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 no. That's like that's like a jet. No, this this is this is a mister. But what, what we're gonna put in it? No, just 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 water, maybe a bit of oil. So if you need, you know, if you need to uh, show that someone is profusely sweating, should could, could I use it to fire at a cat to stop it going near my Christmas tree? Uh, you, we do have a bigger version for cat shooting, but you know I'm what in. I mean? No, no. Ten, Ten minutes. <laughs> Ten mil. Done. You're hired. There. You're hired, mate. You're hired, yeah. No, I, I, just... I love him getting a phone call all, all halfway through Top Gun going, you need more? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not for the film, mate. I've got six cats. The wife's gone mad. She says that that cloves and orange peel ain't working and the trees are fucking state. 
I can see it. Uh, but no, yeah. I, I can see B Sky B and Sky Dishes going a little bit more down the line of where the future might be than potentially a spray bottle. But yeah, I'm completely with you, Dan. I do like to think of those things. Um, final bit, a mo- bit more rock and the blues. And that's it. And then we end. And then we're yeah. at the point where, because we're doing it at the start, is there any bits of this post talking about it that you think are your little tidbits? Because we'll see if it works at the end, if not. I don't know. There's not really much to tell. Swayze had his dance training and that's why he could do the kicking. Uh, not really any big names in it. I don't know why this was the end of the um, of Kelly Lynch's proper career. I don't know why, why it didn't go any further after this. I, I genuinely couldn't tell you. It didn't really have much of a cultural impact. There's not really a lot of tropes in it that we haven't already discussed. It's just a movie about a bloke what does bouncing. A bit like a bloke who wanted to go on all day and the government chased him. <laughs> I mean, I've got, I've got the other bits, and this, this, right, this one's the most interesting one, right? So, it came out in 1989. It did 30 million at the box office from a budget of 15. Um, uh, but this is, this is a really, this is from Den of Geek, and it says, but like so many cult films of the era, it found new life on the small screen. In 2020, bear in mind this is COVID times. In 2020, Roadhouse was named the most played movie on basic cable, beating Jumanji. Gladiator, Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, which plays second, third, fourth, respectively. None of those films make any sense being together. <laughs> yeah, what what list is this? Are people sat there during COVID and gone, <laughs> I'm a bit bored. Let's stick on Bumblebee 2 now. Hold on. You know what what were they again? Jumanji? Yeah, Jumanji, Ace Ventura. Gladiator, and Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. Right, so what's funny about that as a collection of films is you go, all right, Jumanji, so maybe that's escaping to another world, animals. Do you know what we should watch after this? A detective that's a pet. Oh, animals, that's good. Now what? Gladiator. Now well, what? I, I, a bouncer. This is this is it. It kind of goes up, doesn't it? So you've got like, if you've got a couple of like teenage kids, you might chuck Ace Ventura on, right? Gladiator's an absolute masterpiece. Yeah. Or you've got all the family and there's the new Jumanji movies. You all sat around, let's chuck Jumanji on. And then it smacks of kids have gone to bed now. Roadhouse. Like <laughs> I <laughs> I need to see some fake glass bottles and some eighties boobs. Let's get Roadhouse on. Yeah, there's not. Yeah, so let's get to that stage where we're going. Those, those are all probably at least, especially the original Jumanji, and the new ones aren't as bad. A good eight. Sorry, Ross, I've, I completely lost your audio there. Hang on, just give me a second. Oh. That's good, wasn't it? And it, it, it gives a good edit point, doesn't it? That's good. We leave, can we leave that in to show people that the, the five, six, seven pounds that's being spent on the quality? Uh, 24, that cost me. I, I knew it was more. I didn't want to just feel embarrassed that you'd done so much good work. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was going to say, they're all really solid films that are probably at least an eight above. I mean, again, mm. Ace pissed me off a little bit, but I know you like it. But um, this one, what are we giving Ooh. it? You we see, adults like- now. Yeah, we should, we should have like a number. Of, so I should be able to ping them up at the bottom, shouldn't I? I'll get some graphics for next okay. week. But that means you have to tell me beforehand that I can't be asking yeah, all that. Yeah, so um, I didn't like this movie at all. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I can there was tell. Some thing, there were some things in it that I found objectionable given the age that I watched it. So I'm 16 and I'm watching these these sex scenes and the way that women were treated. And I didn't really understand it at the time, but I, it, it was a bit objectifying for me. And I know that sounds really nerdy and really prudy, but I just, there's a man getting his throat ripped out and I didn't really like that. And that kind Hold of up, Before you go me. there, Dan, do you remember that? Did you watch League of Gentlemen? Uh, um, yeah, yeah it's League of Gentlemen, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Royce and Vasey. Do you remember those characters yeah. they play in the in the video shop? We've got Amelie Killings. Do killings. <laughs> yeah. Now, because you've seen a lot of shit from Paul Barton that before, do you think there was an element of you going, not enough killings? How many shoftings well, in this? No, it was just, it wasn't, it, it was kind of like a, a romantic movie where people are getting their head kicked in. And I just found it, it wasn't a world that I was aware of. So, but it's I know it's got a big, yeah, in it, in it. But I was 16, this is before yeah. I went to the Tivoli. So there's just, a, there was a weird, there was a weird thing inside me that just didn't, something didn't sit right with me because I didn't understand how the American healthcare system worked. I didn't understand that you needed to drive everywhere. I didn't understand what a cooler was different to a bouncer. Mm. I didn't realize that these, these hick bars existed where they have a tear up and that was kind of like the, the highlight of the evening. I just, it just didn't sit into reality for me when I, when I first watched it. However, it's got a cultural impact, but I'm trying to just judge it on a movie. And for me, it's just, it's just a six. It's just a six. It's not shit, but you're like, Oh, I've seen it. I know all the references now. I can now understand why why Peter Griffin goes <laughs> Roadhouse. So I'd argue I can't, I'm not going to think of all of them that we've done. 
that even the ones that I've done not a lot, you know, that, that's where the thing I knew before works quite well. Some of them, like I say, with um, a film I haven't seen, like something like um, Die Hard, you know, of Yippee-Kaye, motherfucker, and you don't know what the context is in the film. My complete lack of things I knew before with this, I think highlights to me how maybe in the UK and various stuff, this isn't culturally as relevant as potentially mm -hmm. in the States, which I can get because mm -hmm. of maybe the bars and the type of thing you get, you know, it's it's like when then people from Grimsby come back and go, oh my god, I saw an American with some cowboy boots on when we went to Florida. So you know, it's, yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of like a stereotype of what we have in the UK. And sorry to uh, offend anyone in the states for that, but um, I'm not. You left us in 1776. Shouldn't have gone. Uh, but no, it's uh, whatever it was. I, just, I thought I'd just do a bit of colonial there. Um, it's I think it's the first time it's happened in a while, Dan. I think I'm going below you. I think I'm going for a five because I was just yeah, oh, it could even be a four on a day. It's not, and it's not in the same way as the other ones got low. It's just it was very meh. There's nothing from it I think I can take anywhere other than I'm more interested in Sam Phillips than I was before. Swayze yeah. doesn't do anything to make me think he's anything other than what I saw as Johnny. Um, and it's just like, yeah, it's like Dukes of Hazard in a way, mixed with a bit of angst from a, 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 a straight-to-video film from 1987. So do you know what? I'm going to go with four, Dan. Yeah, road and, and I'm not surprised. There, there just doesn't seem to be anything I can put myself in. Like, there's a really weird bit where he goes... Hey, have you seen my wife's boobs? Oh, for, $20. For $20, for $20, you can kiss them. And then he starts touching them up. And then, uh, are you going to kiss them or what? I ain't got $20. Like, that is not a conversation that happens in real life anywhere, right? Surely. Mm, to be fair, could you tell me stories? I'm not asking for one now from your past where you go, I heard this in a bar once. And we put it in a script for something. And people go, that wouldn't happen. But it did. It could be that, before we know, the writer saw that waitressing or waitering in a in a it sounds the kind of thing that probably would happen with some knobheads but it brings it nowhere you get it by that point don't you it's rough we get it mm. and it also yeah, it's slightly ironic to me that the last film i heard was someone saying about something for a dollar was also shit <laughs> there it is american currency ruins movies everybody if you'd have only brought in the drachma or the yen we'd have been okay so yeah that's um do you know what i really appreciate people putting forward the ideas i think it was off normie's list as well with what we went with with that one so normie, see, right so can you understand normie loves big trouble in little china right we had him on the show and he loved things like robocop do, I, I it's for a type of person and i don't think we're them type of people or we weren't them type of kids no, and I'm just looking through the list here because his first one was Roadhouse, his second one was Porky's. So, I've <laughs> confused. I've seen Fast Times Regiment Heart. Yeah, I kind of get where he's going with all of those. So, all of them 80s boobs, everyone. Absolutely. So, I'm thinking uh, the next one, Dan, I've got a bit of an idea for, and I like it when we go put on. it, kind of links us to where we have to be with it. I'm going to go for one with a leading man in it. I don't believe, unless there's a a different leading man's the one that I know is quite famous for being in it, um, that we've not had before. He is the son of a very famous actor from the 70s in America, and it would be The Lost Boys. Okay. With old Kiefer Sutherland in there. Okay, so interesting fact. I've still not, I've not seen this movie. Oh, either. it's a double. It's a double YNWT. I'm up for a bit of that. I, don't, I know it's 80s. It's meant to be yeah. quite... Maybe violent or I again, I won't do my things I know before, but uh, as always, guys, as you can see below here, I'll do it in the right order. Uh, this will be now on YouTube, I believe. We're going to go for the YouTube stuff more. Is that right, Dom? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, we're going to try and work out what threads is like all the rest of you. Try and work out what Twitter now means on your phone when you see an X and you're still looking for the bird. Uh, I changed the logo. Did you see? And I, I, did I, made see. It, I made it up to date. But I must admit, when my face scanned it, I went, Where's the bird gone? All right, that's that thing. Yeah. Bit, bit, bit. Uh, but uh, yeah as always we're going to try and do this a bit more like this now as well especially when we have other guests on try and do some uh, probably put some random shit behind us from films we should try and build up stuff that's uh, a link to got any ideas Dan but I've got, I've got cool run-ins on this side you've got cool run-ins and uh, Benoit Blanc by the looks of it behind yeah, you there I love it I'll take that no, but guys, thank you very much as always it's, any contact's great we do love uh, you know it's just a lot of our feed is people going without naming this film Name oh, a film yeah. with this person. I always just like to go for the film they've said. Just to, well, <laughs> we've got to stop following them. Uh, but Dan, yeah, honestly, I, I it's a bit like last week's one where we've gone. We, it's it, sometimes we go funny, funny, funny. What we do. I quite liked these ones where we just chat about. I'm going to blame the film if it wasn't funny because it was just banal. And at least you're now about a lap steel, hearing a beige cars, and what was it in Rotherham the club? Uh, Dog and partridge. And oh, Tivoli, the Tivoli at Rotherham. Yeah, yeah scenarios anyway uh we'll see you all next week thanks for listening and watching